It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I told you this would happen. I knew this would happen. I predicted that this would happen literally years ago. Check out this video. In this video, this is a grown man. Now, I'm telling you that this is a grown man, even though this should be obvious, because this grown man is disguised as a dog. Yes, that's right. This grown man identifies as a dog. He wants to be treated as a dog. He wants to live as a dog. He paid $14,000 to have a quote-unquote lifelike dog suit made. He gets inside that dog suit. He goes in public and rolls over and shakes hands and pretends to bark. And then in public, he, I don't even know what the right word is. He displays his fetish because he craves validation from other people. I predicted that this is exactly what would happen. This is, I knew that this was going to be the next step of it. Take a look at this. The one that looks like a collie, that's a grown man inside that dog suit. The face of the dog, I will say, the face of this costume does look pretty realistic, but the rest of it, not so much. A, a grown man is in there. Now this grown man has his own YouTube channel and he posts videos of himself, some of which go viral. I think this video has gotten several million views. Posts pictures of himself. He says he hides this fetish from his family and his friends. They don't know that he does this. On his YouTube channel, he only reveals his first name, which is a pretty common first name. Watch this. Oh, this is my favorite part. A real dog comes up to this, this man faking to be a dog, and the real dog knows that it's a fake dog. If that isn't the funniest dang thing that you've ever seen, the dog is the one that knows that the man inside the dog suit is a fake. Meanwhile, the people around this dog identifying man, that woman, I think she was a news reporter, maybe doing a some kind of news package or news story on this, treating this man inside the dog suit like a real dog. The humans are acting like idiots and the dog was like, uh, that's not a real dog. That's a man in there. What a freak. And the, the real dog, the little white dog that you saw was scared and ran away, which is exactly how humans should respond to this guy. This is what I predicted though. Several years ago, when it was just becoming culturally acceptable to propagate the transgender ideology, I think it was like 2015 was right around the time when transgenderism became a thing. Before that, nobody knew any transgender people. This wasn't something that was talked about. It was gay marriage that was at the forefront. If you were talking about LGBTQ, it really, you probably possibly had heard of like transvestites or you know maybe drag queens, but transgender, especially with the surgeries, was like, bananas odd. No one had really heard of it. And then all of a sudden it came onto the scene in 2015. And I said at the time that if we as a society indulge this delusion, and it is a delusion, if we indulge the delusion um, of redefining what a woman is or redefining what a man is, then what's the limiting principle on that? If the premise of that is there's no objective reality, anyone can be anything if they identify as that, right? If a man can be a woman because he identifies as one, if a woman can be a man because she identifies as one, what could possibly be the limiting principle on that? 
Does that mean that a grown man who wants to identify as a kindergartner has to, has the, the parents of real kindergartners have to tolerate a grown man in their children's classrooms? This would be insane. I said, or are we going to get to the point where adults are trans species, where human beings are claiming that they are really animals trapped in humans' bodies and therefore they need owners and they need food and they need, I guess, a $14,000 dog suit. This is actually, and I know it's ironic to use the word logical when it comes to the monstrosity that you just saw. This is the logical conclusion of the transgender ideology. This is the logical conclusion of a society that says, well, you can redefine any word to mean anything. And if you believe that you are Santa Claus, then you are Santa Claus. The logical conclusion of this is trans species, which is exactly what you saw in this video. And by the way, I know this is a very edgy take, and I think you will agree with it once you allow me to lay it out for you. The beginning of this madness that we are facing in our country, transgender, trans species, whatever, the beginning of this madness was conservatives and Republicans surrendering the fight on gay marriage. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the beginning of this madness, where we see this grown man dressed up in a $14,000 dog suit, rolling over barking for treats, pretending to do dog tricks like shaking hands, identifying as a dog, the weirdest of the weirdos that you can possibly imagine. Like this used to be some really obscure and kinky sexual fetish, and now he wants to go on the streets of your community and wants you to pretend that he's a real dog. Like you can't even believe that this is happening. The beginning of this was, or the reason that our culture has been conditioned to accept this, started all the way back when conservatives and Republicans surrendered the fight on gay marriage. Now you might be sitting there thinking, Really, Liz? Really? How exactly are the two things correlated? And let me tell you. So when I say, when conservatives and Republicans surrendered the fight on gay marriage, I'm talking about legally. I'm actually not talking about the morality of homosexuality or the immorality of homosexuality. That's not what I'm talking about at all. What I'm talking about is the redefinition of a word that we don't have the power to redefine because it's not something that we instituted. Marriage simply is, it is a thing, it is a covenant. It is something that God ordained, whether you're religious or not, marriage is widely acknowledged to be something that God ordained. And we as, as a political body decided that we simply had the right to redefine marriage. And the moment that that happened, the moment that conservatives and Republicans fell for this, really a false idea of tolerance, they were told if you don't if you don't support gay marriage, if you oppose this, then you are A, violating the separation of church and state. You are a bigot. And how could this possibly 
make a difference in your life? How could two men getting married possibly impact anything that has to do with you? They were, they were thrown a very libertarian viewpoint. And Republicans and conservatives fell for this. In fact, I spoke at the Young America's Foundation's college, National College Conference this past weekend in Washington, D.C. It was a fabulous time as always, but I got a question about gay marriage and about not the religious part of it, but the secular argument against gay marriage. And I want to, I, I want to show you this question and I want you to hear my response. Take a listen to this. Howdy. Hi. I'm Reagan. I'm proudly representing Texas A&M. <laughs> so I expected I'm that from you guys. <laughs> I'm Catholic as well, and I find it kind of difficult to defend my position on gay marriage from a secular point of view. What is your position on the legalization of gay marriage, and how do you defend that? From a secular point of view or a religious? From a secular point of view. From a secular point of view? Oh, it's super easy. So from a secular point of view, this is not about homosexuality. It's not about two people of the same sex who want to live together, love each other, or make any kind of commitment to each other. It is about authoritarianism. Authoritarianism is when the government or government officials have the, the power to arbitrarily dictate anything to you and that you must be required to follow that. So what happens when a society redefines the word marriage is you have a panel of judges, in this case, on the Supreme Court that arbitrarily expropriated this power to tell us that the definition of a word that they have no power to redefine means something that it does not mean. If our government officials, if our politicians have the power to redefine words, then there is no such thing as a free society. Thank you. And that, my friends, is exactly how we got to dog man exactly how we got to a grown man, man identifying as a dog is conservatives and Republicans fell for the idea, the libertarian idea, that anybody should be allowed to do anything for any reason as long as it didn't violate your inherent human right, that we should give the power to the government to redefine a word that they don't have the power to redefine, that we should obliterate objective reality in favor of indulging how someone wants to identify, and as now, then it had no limiting principle, none whatsoever. How quickly did it take us to get from gay marriage to man identifying as a dog? Because without reality, we live in a society of chaos. I wanna give a shout out to a student from, that was attending this conference at YAF named Steven. Steven said he was my biggest fan and I really appreciate that, Steven. I appreciate you watching the show, listening to the show every day. You said that you are a daily listener and thank you for coming up to me and saying hi, it was great to meet you. I hope to see you there next year. I have a funny story that from, from the speech. So I walk out on the stage and something happened to me on the stage that has not ever happened to me before at any speaking event. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
this was such an amazing production that uh, YAF, the Young America's Foundation, put on. The stage and the lighting and the production was like phenomenal, the best I've ever seen. And it's it's really fun to be introduced on a stage when this when the production is this premium quality. So what happens is behind behind the stage, there's all the stage hands. I'm waiting in the wings. There's a couple of stairs that you walk up to for the stage. So when the student who's going to introduce me goes out onto the stage, I'm led by a stage hand to the top of the two or three steps. I'm held in the wings while in this case, it was a student named Mary who introduced me, very kindly introduced me. And then after she finishes her introduction, she walks off while they start this dramatic countdown, like five, four, three, two, one, before they start my intro music, and then I go out onto the stage. And part of this, um, part of this operation is that when the student goes out onto the stage, she carries my speech with her. I usually, I don't usually write out these speeches because I want to speak directly and authentically to the students, but I do write bullet points of what I want to talk about to make sure that I stay organized and don't go off on some tangent based on crowd reaction. So she usually carries, I think I had two pages this time of just some bullet points of, of things that I wanted to say and the order in which I wanted to build my case. And she took it out to the podium for me when she was making, making her remarks. Now, usually I take my phone up so that I stay on time because uh, as you guys may have noticed, sometimes I, I tend to be a little long-winded and I need to stay on track. I didn't take my phone up that time. I walked up to the front of the stage and realized that my speech was not on the podium. So I'm standing there and in my mind, as I'm like greeting people, I'm like, well, that's ironic that I didn't bring my phone because I could always find the notes to my speech on the phone. And I'm thinking, okay, well, how do I handle this? Do I just ask through the microphone as I'm greeting everyone and saying hi and making my, my introductory comments, which I never write down anyway. Should I just ask for my speech to be brought to me or should I just wing it? Should I just like give the speech that comes to my mind here? And I decide that that's what I'm going to do. I decide that I'm not going to ask for the speech, that this is stuff that I talk about all the time and what comes out of my mouth will, is, will be what comes out of my mouth. So I start it on the speech thinking, well, we'll see what this is gonna be. And then we have a stagehand who honestly burst my bubble a little bit by very generously coming out and bringing me my speech because I was interested to see what the speech would be without the bullet points and notes. Um, but first time that that's, first time that that's ever happened to me, usually, like I said, I, I have a backup with my phone just in case because I do want, I put effort into thinking about what I want to say beforehand, making sure I have facts and figures or an organization that makes sense. Um, but all's well that ends well, I suppose, because ultimately I got my speech. So CNN, tweeted, if we could bring this tweet up on the screen. This is, I would say pretty nuts even for CNN here. CNN tweeted, it's time to stock up on tissues, bingeable TV options and COVID-19 tests. Yes, many signs are pointing to a COVID-19 summer surge, although one that's far less intense than what emerged the past few summers. <laughs> can you imagine anybody reading that tweet and actually going out and doing that? Like, can you imagine what kind of idiot is gonna go out and be like, oh my goodness, I need to go get some tissues. I need some tissues in case I get COVID. I need some tests so that I can, you know, sit there with my tissues and do nothing because there's nothing to do if you get COVID. It's just a cold. Can you imagine if someone's actually planning to get COVID this summer? First, when I saw this tweet, I laughed because I thought CNN is the absolute worst. And then I'm thinking about the fact that we're three years into COVID and the man who arguably had more influence in our country in creating the cultural and economic shock that we are in because of government policies in the name of COVID has not been held accountable. 
And that man, of course, is Dr. Fauci. Think about Dr. Fauci for a second. Dr. Fauci initially lied to the American people about the case fatality rate or the infection fatality rate, echoing the World Health Organization that was like, oh, watch out, it's gonna be a 3.6% case fatality rate, and maybe it's everyone, not just really old or really fat people. Dr. Fauci echoed that, even though we knew from the get-go that it wasn't going to be a 3.5% case fatality rate, it was gonna be under 1%. We knew that because of that, that cruise ship that was a perfect case study. There was an outbreak of COVID right at the beginning on that cruise ship. The case fatality rate was less than 1%, and that was like old people on that ship. So it was gonna be the highest based on the demographic. Dr. Fauci propagated that. He propagated, the, he, he told us that we should wear masks, even though privately he was saying we didn't need them. He was supportive of lockdowns, even though he had said previously that lockdowns, when China locked down, he was like, well, we know that lockdowns don't make a difference. Then just months later, he was trying to lock people down here. Why? All because he wanted to control us, condition us, and then control us to take the vaccine that we didn't need, that ultimately turned out to be dangerous because he wanted us to take it because it profited he and his cronies at Big Pharma. This guy, this guy to this day, three years later has not been held accountable at all. He didn't even really lose his job at NIH. All that really happened was that he's not an active employee there, but he still gets millions of dollars in security. Millions of dollars. It's actually hard to fathom that this is not the primary um, debate that's happening, the primary policy initiative or the primary thing that Republican presidential candidates are talking about in the primary. I think that they should talk about talk about COVID. I think the entire Republican primary should be a referendum on everything that happened during COVID, from electioneering to big pharma corruption to an overreach of um, authority on the on the part of public health officials to states that violated their constitutions. Like everything that happened during COVID, that's what the Republicans should be debating during this primary. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. Okay, President Trump uh, called on the other Republican contenders for presidential nominee. He told them at a recent rally in Pennsylvania that they should all drop out. And honestly, before you watch this clip, this is, this is what I like about Trump. I'm not saying that these other contenders should drop out. I don't think they should. I like a competitive primary. But what Trump did is like classic, classic Trump. We're gonna deconstruct why he called for them to drop out and what it does, what 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 his uh, rhetorical strategy does in the minds of voters. Take a look at the reason that he told Republican voters to, or not voters, Republican contenders to drop out of the primary. I say this from strength, not from weakness, believe me. I think it's time for Ron DeSanctimonious and so many of those other clowns 
on the stage. No, you had to see Iowa. They're speaking to people that aren't even listening. They're talking. They're, not, they're waiting for me, to, I have to say. They're waiting for me to come up. I spoke last. I spoke last. But uh, they're waiting for me to come up. But for Rhonda Sanctimonious and so many others that are wasting hundreds of millions of dollars that Republicans should be using to build a massive vote-gathering operation to take on crooked Joe Biden in November, because we cannot lose. We cannot allow our country to lose that election. If, if we do lose that election, I don't think we have a country anymore. I'll be honest. You see what's going on. Millions and millions of people pouring across our border, invading our country. They're invading our country. Okay, what I mean when I say that this is classic Trump is listen very carefully to what he said. He said he thinks that his Republican primary opponents should drop out. Why? Because he says the money that they're using to campaign against him could be better spent on, he called it a vote gathering operation, but what it, it really is would be a ballot harvesting operation. And I don't care which phrase is used, one's not right or wrong, I just want to explain what he, why he's, he's calling for that because the Democrats arguably won in 2020, at least in part because of their ballot harvesting operations, which I disagree with. I don't think that they should do that. I don't believe in election season. I think we should just have election day, but I also don't believe that we should refuse to compete using the rules that are in place, even if we disagree with those rules. So if it's election season, you bet we should compete during election season. If ballot harvesting is legal, you bet we should take part in ballot harvesting. Are you kidding? So what President Trump is doing is putting his opponents in a, in a funny position here. So he's saying, you should drop out and use, an, otherwise you're wasting money that could be used for ballot harvesting. So the, these candidates are now in a position where they're either going to say, okay, I'll drop out, in which case that's what Trump wants, or they're going to say, no, I won't drop out. And Trump's response is going to be, well, then don't you care about ballot harvesting? And the reason that this is such a funny and smart tactic of Trump's, this is kind of a classic Trump tactic, is because the ballot harvesting is what the base wants, but the RNC, whose actual responsibility is to fund and build ballot harvesting operations to compete with the Democrats' ballot harvesting operations, is refusing to do so. So the base is mad at Ronna Romney McDaniel and the RNC for refusing to spend their millions and millions and millions of dollars on ballot harvesting. So Trump is now pitting his Republican primary opponents against what something, a grievance of the base, a totally valid grievance of the base. When I say grievance of the base, I'm included in that base and I share that grievance. I don't think that these people are gonna drop out. I do think that this is classic Trump rhetoric and pretty, pretty funny, pretty funny. So Joe Biden right now is terrified, absolutely terrified, not just because Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, is set to testify in front of Congress. I mean, Joe Biden is so terrified of that that he sicked his DOJ on Devin Archer. The DOJ is actively trying to arrest Devin Archer and put him in prison before Devin Archer gets a chance to testify to Congress. Don't you wonder what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden believe that Devin Archer will tell Congress that will obviously implicate the Bidens in some way or Biden wouldn't so blatantly weaponize the DOJ to try to shut Devin Archer up. That's not the only thing that Biden is afraid of. He's also afraid of the proverbial suburban, upper middle class suburban mom voter. And the reason that I say that he's afraid of these women is because Joe Biden finally acknowledged his seventh grandchild. You'll remember Hunter Biden fathered a child with a stripper. 
And this little girl is four years old now. Her name is Navy Joan. Hunter Biden is the biggest scumbag on earth. At first he denied paternity. A court made him take a paternity test. And of course he is the father. So he tried to deny this girl when he knew that she was his daughter. He then went to court to try to lower child support payments, which again, scumbag of all scumbag, you are literally shaking down foreign entities for $10 million and you can't spare a couple of dollars to support your daughter. Like bad, bad, bad person. Can't be overstated. Then Hunter Biden went to court to try to deprive Navy Joan of his name. He said he didn't want her called Navy Joan Biden. He wanted her to be forced to use her mother's maiden name as her last name. Just such an evil man. Women voters care about this issue. They care about the fact that Hunter Biden is such a scumbag. They care about the fact that he's abandoning a woman that he got pregnant. He's abandoning his daughter. People are turned off by that. It's grotesque. It hits us in the gut as just like one of the most evil things a man can do. And Joe Biden realizes that this is actually going to be a deciding factor in the 2024 election because even though Hunter barely acknowledges this girl as his daughter, the White House finally released a statement, an exclusive statement um, to People Magazine which is telling in and of itself because People Magazine, who's the primary demographic that reads People Magazine, women in their 30s and 40s. So exclusively to People Magazine, just this side, I mean, they're barely better than a tabloid magazine. Really, a White House, I mean, should a White House even be giving an exclusive comment to People Magazine? I'm not even sure that they should, but this is what Joe Biden said. Our son Hunter and Navy's mother London are working together to foster a relationship that is in the best interests of their daughter, preserving her privacy as much as possible going forward. This is not a political issue. It's a family matter. Jill and I only want what is best for all of our grandchildren, including Navy. And I read this and I thought, can you even believe the pandering? Like the the last sentence, all of our grandchildren, including Navy, after they ignored Navy at Christmas, The fireplace with the stockings that Jill Biden hung included their dog and not their seventh grandchild, not their granddaughter, Navy Joan. They can't acknowledge her until they believe it's going to be an electoral threat to Joe Biden. A bad, bad, bad family. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more about the Department of Justice being weaponized against Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner who must have some pretty juicy stuff to say pretty juicy stuff to say if Joe Biden is trying to throw him in prison in order to prevent him from speaking to Congress. All right, we have time for one random thing from the internet today. This is Republican versus Democrat game. Take a look at this. I worked for the House of Representatives for like five and a half years, and every morning when we would go to get coffee, we would play this game called Republican or Democrat. Not a very high level game. Basically, we would just guess if someone was a Republican or Democratic staffer based only on their outfit. For women, I think the two biggest tells are their work bag and their shoes. So let's talk shoes. <laughs> We're gonna start easy and get harder. Rothy's, so democratic. They're made out of like plastic water bottles, sustainability, eco, blah, 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 blah. I get it because these are so comfortable, but Republican. Okay, I saw some back and forth on this one, but the number one way to tell if it's a Republican, the heel height. Democrats are not wearing stilettos. Doesn't even matter what the brand is, like any heel over three inches, Republican. Democrats love a block heel. I don't know if they were like just handed out at the DNC convention, but every Democrat I know has this shoe. Okay, here's where things get a little interesting. I think that any cap toe shoe is actually bipartisan. I think it bridges the divide of like preppy, but also practical. I have this one from French Soul. That is hilarious that you can go on Capitol. This girl says you can go on Capitol Hill and you can tell a Democrat staffer from a Republican staffer just by their footwear. I'm, I'm going back to DC next week and I'm going to look. Because I think she's right. 
I think this is actually really insightful. I think this is so interesting. That is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Okay, guys, don't forget to grab your copy of my new upcoming book, Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists Behind the Attack on America's Kids. It's coming out in, what, eight, nine weeks? So go to hideyourchildrenbook.com, pre-order your copy so it's in your mailbox in just a couple weeks. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.